to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu, Food, and Drink for both brands. Today I'm chatting with Mackenzie Gibson, Vice President of Culinary and Menu Innovation at Sonic. Mackenzie replaced her blazer with a chef's coat when she moved over from marketing to culinary at the chain but she has vast experience developing products and menu items for restaurants. She talks about how her diverse background works to make Sonic a consumer-driven brand, how even dumb ideas can gain traction during the R&D process, and how she and her team are positioning the chain to become a Burger QSR through menu innovation. Welcome, Mackenzie. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Well, let's begin by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey and the steps that brought you to Sonic. Absolutely. Um, I started out working on the bench, so creating products for retail, exactly what you buy in the grocery store. And I did that for, um, I'd say, probably six, seven, eight years. And then I had the opportunity to move to Jack in the Box. And that's really where I got my my feet underneath me when it comes to development for things that went straight to consumers as finished products. And I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with seeing my products being consumed, seeing them on TV, and I knew I was hooked. So moving to Southern California, living there, experiencing Jack in the Box and experiencing leading a team, leading a team of developers. And a couple years into that journey, Sonic had an opening and I had put out feelers, not because I wanted to move to Oklahoma, but really because I wanted to work for Sonic. I wanted to work for a brand where I was a customer. After I learned about developing products for food service, it spoke to me. And I realized understanding your customer is such a big part of it. And I felt like I was that Sonic customer and I loved the brand and I felt like I could really bring my talents to them. So it was the perfect fit. So I put out my feelers and lo and behold, there was a job and moving, moving to Oklahoma and starting really from the ground up as a product developer at Sonic and building those skills and, you know, sort of building on what I've had before has really expanded the way I lead my team and the way I think about product development in a way that I never saw my career going. Did you have a favorite Sonic item before you moved over there? I grew up with a Sonic brand. And my mom, when I was a kid, would always take us to Sonic, my brother and I. And I remember her getting the chili cheese coney, the foot long. And I think at the time it was called extra long. And that was before coming back to the brand, that was probably my favorite. But now that I'm at the brand, that is still my old time favorite. But every time we come out with a new LTO, that might be my new favorite for a little while. I have my tried and true that I usually go back to um, chili cheese coney, a great hickory burger. And this one might throw you the cup of ice with lime and salt on it. It's I love it. I crave it. Sonic ice is so craveable and chewable and crunchy. And then the lime and the salt, it's just perfect for a hot summer day. Yeah, I've never tried that. I'll have to try that sometime. Someday I might get it on the menu. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you've had several different roles at Sonic, and now you're back on the culinary side. So tell me about, you know, how your marketing role impacted, how you're developing menu items now, and some of the other roles that you might have had. Absolutely. Um, I was in product development for quite some time at Sonic and really was firm into thinking about food and really thinking only about food. Obviously, we worked cross-functionally with operations and procurement and things like that. But stepping outside of my culinary role and focusing on new product development, really from a marketing angle for four years, got me to think about the business in a different sense. It opened my eyes to everything that the marketers have to bring to the table, which the way product developers get the information, it's usually all thought out. And then the product developer is handed a brief. So coming to the other side, it makes you think about projects and how they interlock and intermingle with everything very differently. So I would say, although that was probably the most difficult part of my career, taking off my chef coat I had so much identity in that. You have so much pride and identity in being able to wear that. I know it's not a doctor's coat, but for a foodie, that's what it is. But stepping outside that and realizing that I kind of had to replace my chef coat with a blazer, I realized that I was gaining so much and it enabled me to come back into the culinary world with a new perspective. And now I am working with my team to get them to think about food and the business as one, not just food on its own. And as I think about the future of culinary, it's not just culinary on its own. It is the integration of culinary into marketing as one unique unit. And it's also being led by the consumer. We're not being led by brand anymore. We're not being led just by what we think is going to work on the calendar we talk to our consumers at every single point. And that was one of the biggest differences between previously when we were led um, from a marketing perspective and now when we're led from a new product development perspective. Interesting. It's also quite interesting that the CIA and some of the other culinary schools are now putting more business courses into training chefs and culinary. Yeah. You know, going through, I don't have a, a culinary degree. I have a food product development and meat science degree from a four-year university. And I wanted to go to culinary school, but after college, someone was going to offer offer me money to do a job. And I thought that is the best, that's the best thing to do right now. But it was all food-based. Mm-hmm. Even though I was at a four-year four-year university, everything was about the food or the science of it. It was not about the holistic business. And I didn't have business classes. I think I had one econ class, but it didn't really teach you how to how to think globally in a business. And so I love that the degrees and the programs coming out now, one, are hybriding food science and culinary. Mm-hmm. That is something that 25 years ago, we didn't get, we had to get that on the job, but also thinking about when you work in a business, if you want to move up, the most important thing is understanding the business holistically. And that is very difficult to do as you grow up in the business. It's just more difficult. So coming in with some of that knowledge, it's a huge service to those younger people that are just now getting into the business. Yeah, definitely. Well, tell me a little bit about the R&D process at, at Sonic and where you get ideas for new menu items, because you come up with some really innovative ideas. 
<laughs> we do. We will take an idea from anywhere. You know, at Sonic, it is really about finding the craveability in a product and turning that into something that speaks to our consumers. So we talk a lot about the Sonic DNA. And, you know, we've launched a ton of products over the last couple of years, but they all kind of feel centristic to who Sonic is as a business, as a culture, as a food place. Um, they have sort of this all-American twist to them. And so as we think about creating new products, we think about what, what does Sonic stand for? Does it feel all-American? Does it feel like something that is trendy, but not too far out? and has that sort of sweet spot. So we do a ton of dine arounds, we follow trends, but most of all, we talk about food and we live food every single day. So we think about, you know, food and what we're creating when I'm watching Food Network or when I'm eating out with my family, you know, when we're on vacation. And so we pull these ideas together continuously and talk to our consumers because a dumb idea up front may gain traction throughout the development process and turn into something absolutely amazing. That's what happened with the pickle juice slush. It was just a gleam in someone's eye at one point, but it really caught wind, especially when we figured out how well we could make it taste. Mm. Well, it seems like you have an abundance of LTOs and new core menu items flowing out of the pipeline. You know, they're coming out like fast and furious. So is your schedule <laughs> intentionally jam-packed right now? Are you trying to make up for maybe um, a lack of, you know, creativity during the pandemic? Or, <laughs> You know, I wish that we had a little bit of reprieve during the pandemic, but we did not. Sonic is in a very unique position with our drive-in model and a huge amount of our drive-ins having drive-throughs, consumers flocked to us during the pandemic. And, you know, we started out really promoting core products, mm -hmm. mainly due to supply and just as our competition did. So we didn't really lose steam over the pandemic. We just sort of had to switch what we were focused on. The supply and the labor really pushed us to focus on things that were easy to execute, things that we could get, and things that were easy to, um, you know, deliver to the drive-ins. Now, consumers are thinking about, man, I've been missing those LTOs. I've been missing this. I've been missing that. But we didn't slow down. But now we're running even faster. <laughs> Definitely. And so what are some of the new ones that you introduced just this quarter? Do you want to talk about those a little bit? One of the products that has just done amazing for us, that is a true testament to fun innovation coming out of Sonic is our big deal. It is truly a big deal. It is Dilly Ranch with fried pickles and extra pickle slices. It, it sort of caps off the, the pickle explosion that we had a few years ago. This was a product that morphed through development and we actually promoted it two times this year. We started out in May and then we came back in August. That's a product that consumers love. They love the burger. They love the side fries pickles. So that that's one you might be able to see back or at least in another form. <laughs> we have done a lot of sort of steak centric burgers People right now, um, consumers, they want comfort. They want to know that what they're eating is flavorful, is 
is worth the money. And so in September, we did the Chop House Cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. That was the perfect blend of everything you get at a steakhouse wrapped up in the Sonic Cheeseburger. And then earlier on in the year, we did our bacon on bacon. It's more bacon on more bacon on more bacon. And so if you see, we're really focused on burgers, we're focused on fun innovation, but we're also focused on sort of this indulgent sweet spot with our burgers. Definitely. And you also introduced the fried cookie dough bites and broccoli cheddar tights. I we did. So is snacking becoming more of a focus for you or are those things that you could add on to other meals? Snacking is a big focus um, when we think about check drivers and add-ons. You know, that is something that our brand team is continually asking for. As we think about the flavors, fried cookie dough, we had our Big Scoop cookie dough Sunday and blast last year. And it did so well. And what's the next step to eating cookie dough? Well, you fry it. You know, we've had the fried Oreo. So then you mash those up and there they are together. So that is a consumer need. It drives sales. It drives profit. But also, you know, it's it's the perfect hybrid of something old and new. And then on the um, broccoli cheddar tots, that is a product we have been working on for years. We had this idea of broccoli cheddar casserole, sort of the rice and, you know, broccoli rice casserole that you eat about this time of year, right around Thanksgiving. And how do you turn that into something really comforting? So we've probably worked on that product for five years. This is the second time that we have launched it. And this time of year one, it's somewhat nostalgic. We, we know that consumers are always looking for something slightly more healthy. How do we do that? We put that in a top form. If you eat a large serving of our broccoli cheddar tots, you have a full serving of vegetables. I don't Ooh. talk about that all the time because people that really want to know will seek that type of information out. The standard Sonic consumer, that's not really how we how we buy the, buy their interest. <laughs> but you know that that sort of bookends. We have a broccoli cheddar tot that speaks to one consumer that is a little bit more on the healthy side, a little permissible indulgence. And then on the other side, we have just indulgence. We have fried cookie dough with a side of ice cream. So that not only shows traffic driving, check driving is important, but the variety is really important to our customers. Definitely. Well, I should keep that in mind because I would love to eat my vegetables. Like yes. That. Deep fried and with cheese. Why not? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And beverages are also a big focus at Sonic. Um, For a lot of customers, they turn Sonic into a destination. So how are you innovating the beverage menu and what might be coming down the pike? We have... We have a lot going for us in the beverage realm. You know, naturally, over the course of time, we have taken beverages by storm between the ice that's chewable. I mentioned my favorite little lime ice crunchers Mm -hmm. and then the cup, the styrofoam. That right there is something that's that people remember us for. And then on the other side, everything that goes in that cup. So we have a variety of toppings, syrups. Now we have candy that goes in. So really, it's the ultimate drink destination. You Mm. can get anything that you want. We have talked about customization. We've talked about curated drinks. But something that has really proved a great product for us year after year that is 
not so much development, but just in a real sweet spot is our Red Bull slush. We started out with the classic Red Bull slush, and now we have an amazing partnership with Red Bull that they bring their summer edition flavor to us every year. And we are just, I just tasted the new Red Bull, and you might be seeing that come out next year. It is just really exciting to be partnered with such a huge brand that relies on us to help get that message out of what their new summer flavor is. So I would say, in the first part of the year, that's probably probably something that I'm most excited about. Great, but you can't reveal what that is yet. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting and fun and very unique. Great. Well, we'll all look forward to that for sure. And you also have co-branded a hard seltzer that's sold at retail. Yes. Do you have any input into the flavors in that line? And is there any chance it'll ever come to the drive-through? We have a hundred percent input. Our partners at Coop have been amazing in co-developing those products in that line with us. So we developed that beverage with them from the ground up. Obviously, they had the technology of this, the base, but we brought all of our flavor and all of our flavor knowledge to them. So the cherry limeade and the ocean water is really where we started. You will see new products coming out very soon. Um, and I think whenever we last spoke, whenever we met, you got to see some of those. So that is a partnership that is organic. We're both from Oklahoma. We're both from Oklahoma City, both of our businesses, but also the development. They were very open to our input and um, our need to make sure that those flavors matched some of the flavors that we had. Mm -hmm. Cherry Limeade and Ocean Water are very close to our vest. And so we want to make sure that those are the two that speak most to the flavors that you get on lot. Speaking to if they're ever going to come on lot, that would be a much larger lift. So at this time, and for, I would say, forever, we are not planning on serving any alcoholic beverages at Sonic. Okay, well, I just had to ask. I know, I know. I think there'd be way too many legality issues and licenses to get. Everyone on our team is very was very interested in that. So yes, yes, but you can get them at Walmart and a variety of national retailers. Cool. Now, is there anything you can never take off the Sonic menu? You mentioned the chili dog. Um, that might be one of them, but others that you could think of? I would say our cherry limeade. Cherry limeade is one of them. Nugget ice, our chewable crunchy ice. Mm-hmm. You know, I think almost everything has a life cycle to it. As consumers get older, as new consumers come in, I don't want to say never, but there are some sacred cows. There are some things that I don't think as a brand we would want to get rid of, potentially the chili cheese coney. And we are working very hard to be a burger QSR. So mm-hmm. we have our supersonic, we have our bacon supersonic. Um, we don't bring on a lot of burgers to the menu that perform well in LTO because we want to make sure that the menu is a very large menu. So how we gain that flavor attraction with consumers is really through our LTOs. So there are a few core things, ice, styrofoam, maybe, maybe not, but I wouldn't ever say never on anything, I guess. Well, speaking of LTOs, I know you can't reveal too much, but can you talk about something that might be coming next month 
in December or mm-hmm. in early January? Yes, we have right now, we are just getting ready to launch if it's not in the store right now. It is a steak butter bacon cheeseburger. We've had bacon butter, or we've had butter burgers um, on and off for quite some time. And every time we put those out there, consumers just love them. They're flavorful, they're juicy, and they just really speak to what Sonic does really well, we do cheeseburgers really well, and we do flavor extensions really well. So this this particular product is a play off of the Montreal steak seasoning. Mm-hmm. So you sort of layer that with mayonnaise and grilled onions and and bacon. It's got everything that you would normally find at at your favorite steak restaurant, all built into that burger. Mm, sounds yummy. Yeah. And how about in the shake category? I know you do a lot of uh, creative shakes, like the churros shake was one of the recent ones. Other other shakes that are favorites or that you might be coming soon? We have a ton of shakes. Our, our brand team has a plethora of shakes to mm-hmm. choose from when it comes to the development that we have already done. You know, as I look back on the calendar of what we have done this year, um, we've had cake batter shake and brownie batter shake. Both of those have done really well. We've promoted those a couple of times in the past. Churro shake was one that was really unique. We actually garnished it with a full churro. So can't really talk about what we're going to do next year. We've got a few surprises coming, but you will always see innovation from Sonic when it comes to ice cream. So do people still come in during happy hour? I remember you used to have like the shake happy hour and offer a special deal. Is that something you still do? We don't have half price shakes after eight anymore. We have with the pandemic, that promotion was really not sustainable mm-hmm. um, from a labor perspective and from a throughput perspective. So over the pandemic, that sort of went away. But in the app, you have the ability to get half price drinks at any time. So we still have our regular happy hour from two to four which is national. But if you order in the app, you can, one, you have access to all of the um, promotions, you get special rewards, you get these surprise and delights, but happy happy hour is all the time if you have an app. So you can go at eight o'clock in the morning and get your Route 44 Diet Dr. Pepper with lime and vanilla for half price, or you can go at midnight and get that same thing for half price. So the app is a great, a great way to order at Sonic. Plus, you don't have to hit the red button, you just set in your car and do it. And then you just get to enjoy. Wow, that sounds great. And how about uh, breakfast? Are you doing anything there? I know you mentioned that people come in at eight o'clock in the morning and have a shake for <laughs> breakfast. but. <laughs> They do. Sonic is, we're open for breakfast. I would say breakfast is probably not the biggest driver for Sonic, but what we do see is we see a huge number of consumers come in for beverages and they say, I'm just going to get a, I'm just going to get a little burrito here. I'm just going to get something else. So innovation for breakfast is probably not where we focus, but as there comes a need, our brand team will pulse on new innovation. We do have an amazing new product that will most likely be launching at the end of next summer, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, that I think will drive consumers to breakfast. It potentially will be a hybrid between breakfast and lunch dinner, Mm. and it is fantastic. I'm really excited for you guys to see it. I can't wait to hear about it. It sounds like brunch. 
hybrid. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost, but maybe Not a lot quite. different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds really exciting. So as we move into the new year, um, what are you most looking forward to both personally and professionally? You now, the close of our year, um, just from a team standpoint, is really a, a great time to think about everything that we've done. We have accomplished so much. This is our first year that the world has kind of really opened back up. Mm-hmm. And personally and professionally sometimes morph together for me. You know, Sonic is, it's a daily part of my life. It's not just a job. But thinking about um, and reflecting on everything we have done over the course of the year, kind of putting that to bed and being able to focus on the beginning of everything that's going to happen next year. That is probably my favorite part of this time. You know, being able to really shift and reflect and think about things that we could have done better, but also celebrating the things that we did really well. So personally, I'm ready for the new year. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to put to bed some things, but I'm really excited about the projects we have coming up. We have some major projects that are really going to touch the menu in some meaningful ways that I'm really excited to get out and understand how consumers react to them. Thanks so much, Mackenzie. I'm ready to try that pickle slush about now. Please join us next time as we explore more menu trends with chefs and operators. You can download this episode of Menu Feed and past ones on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Pat Kobe. (music) 